Hey, what's happening, guys? Well, I got a brand new podcast for you. So this is part of our new segment, Around the Campfire with Mike Eastman. Um, so they're little shorts. Um, I really like the format of it where we just give the storyteller the floor and let them tell their story in its entirety. And I want to continue this segment and get, you know, Guy and Ike, they're great storytellers on here. Some other guys from Eastman's, you know, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't mind coming on and doing a short after I get done with a hunt and and tell the story to you guys. And so I think this is a cool segment that we're going to continue to expand. Um, so today we have Mike Eastman on, um, just such a, a huge part of Eastman's founder of Eastman's hunting journal, such a great storyteller. He's so animated and, and he remembers all the details of the story and, and the way he tells it, you really feel like you're there with him, you know, in, in this case in Jackson hole back in the day, you know, hunting mule deer. And so, um, this is really cool. I really enjoyed the story and I think you guys will too. Sponsor for today's show is Eastman's Hunting Journals. Um, just a great company to be part of. Uh, we're just always trying to put out that next level content, next level information to make you a better Western hunter. And and so we, we do our internet TV shows. I do the podcasts. Uh, we have our show on the outdoor channel. But the heart and soul of Eastman's is the magazine. And and, and we really think about our staff articles and, and, and how they relate to, you know, to this time of the year that, that we're writing these articles to really help you guys become better. And, and uh, I've got a good one that's coming out in this next bow hunting journal I'm real excited to share with you guys. And then the, the subscriber stories are, are so next level as well. The way you guys are documenting through, through pictures and then through writing and, and really thinking through your story and the details. They're just really fun to read each and every one of the Eastman's hunting journal. And then the, the MRS section, uh, the, the members, I always screw this up. So I need to think about it. the members research section. I always try to say supplement there, but the, the members research section and, uh, what a, what a great piece that Eastman's puts out as we break down all the Western states, their drawing process, drawing odds, blue chip units, green chip units, marginal units. There's just a ton of information there for the rifle hunter, for the bow hunter to really figure out what's going on in these other states to be able to apply and get a quality tag and go have a quality adventure there. So it's it's a huge asset to to each and every Western hunter out there. So um, you get it with your subscription to Eastman's and um, right now we've got an offer through the podcast and it, it really helps me out. It really brings weight to the podcast when you guys go through me for the subscription. So um, what you do is you text elevated 319 to 22828. So text that you'll get a subscription to the um, the Bow Hunting Journal, the Eastman's Hunting Journal. You'll also get an MRS book. Uh, it's got a value of sixty nine ninety nine. So this MRS book is a hard copy, like almost coffee book style uh, book in it, but it's got all the drawing odds and all the information um, from the previous year. Um, so you can go back through and you can look at Nevada deer, you can look at Colorado deer and it's all in the same place in the book, but then with just these beautiful pictures throughout. So, um, it's, it's a really cool book. Um, we'll throw that in free with the, the subscription. So again, um, the offer is elevated three, one, nine, text that to two, two, eight, two, eight. And with that, let's get this thing rolling. Um, so Mike Eastman um, tells us a great story here. Uh, this is around the campfire. Um, Eastman's elevated. Here we go. 
Hi, this is Mike Eastman with the Campfire Stories. All of you out there have been on a campfire and sit there and, and we all talked about our little stories. Well, I got one here for you that's pretty funny. And I got to set you up on this thing. This is back in about 1963 in Jackson Hole. You go, oh, oh, there's a lot of rich people there. No, Jackson Hole back then was the poorest county in the state of Wyoming, okay? And my dad would do these films and go off and show them at, like, uh, school functions and stuff and make a buck every person to come in and stuff like that. So he was gone. This is in November in Jackson Hole. And back then, believe it or not, season would last in Jackson Hole for mule deer hunting until the end of December. Okay, I have two brothers. And this is a story about me and my middle brother, Brad. And um, I was probably 17 and he was 14. He just got his license. In Wyoming, you have to be 14 to be able to hunt. So this is Thanksgiving. And you can imagine my mother is there without my father at Thanksgiving. And so me and my brother asked my mother, I said, we're going to go hunting. Do you mind that? No, okay. I had the driver's license. Of course, my younger brother didn't. And we got to take the old international, which we called the corn binder. And uh, we went down the game creek looking for deer. I didn't care about elk. I'm, this is sad for you guys to know, but I, I love mule deer hunting. So we're going down to, to um, game creek where there was a lot of good mule deer bucks. And so him and I, I'm driving, 17 years old, in a big three-quarter ton international suburban. And we get up there a ways, and it snowed that night two feet. And we get right there, and I know there's a, a beaver dam. So the road, the road is underneath water, and it's, it's froze. So me and my brother, I said, we'll get out and put the chains on. My dad used to use these big, great big, like, I don't know, loggings chains, big heavy duty. And we threw them all on top of the fronts. My dad always loved to do it on the fronts. And we put them on. No, we had no chain stretchers. This is old school. And we went through that beaver dam and we went right down to the to the top of the uh, of the truck's uh, uh, hood, and went right through there and went up the top. And we went, 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 and we went up. And I looked, and there was a canyon I've hunted with my buddy Brian Wilson year you know years past, and I knew there was game up there. So we parked, and guess what? There's no other hunters, just me and my brother, okay? We're up there in the middle of nowhere, just him and I. This is back in the 60s. This is great stuff, guys. This is like you hunt your special honey hole and nobody's around. This is the way it is, okay? Two young kids, one 17, one 14. 
my brother had a 270 pre pre whatever Remington and me I had my old 30-06 so we go up a ridge and we got snow right to our waist and we get and we look across crossed and here's a buck I don't know Folks, not be, you know, we're not being Crockett. It's a four-point buck, okay? He's standing there. And I said, well, I'm going to shoot him. I sit right down in the snow. And my brother grabs my gun and says, please, I've never killed a, a good mule deer. Can I shoot it? So your brother, you know, what would you do if your brother goes, can I shoot it? Okay, yeah. Okay, you can shoot it. Sit down here. And he sit down with these 270. And the buck is going up this uh, up the face. There's a ridge right here. He's going up. He's going up this face, and there's a ridge right here. Do 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 do. My brother touch it off. I'm sitting with my little cheap binoculars, being a high school kid. I hear this sound, and all of a sudden I see the front legs go out and the back legs go out straight. And that buck goes into, disappears in a patch of timber. Way to shoot, Brad. That's really good. And we're, you know, we're talking. And I said, we'll have to go and drag him down. And, and then I put my buck, binoculars up. And the buck is, is going out. The timber is still going up. I go, holy. I said, Brad, he's still going up there. Brad shot him two or three times. Boom, boom, boom. Then. And he goes over the top of the ridge. So him and I, being young bucks, snow right, right, almost to your to your waist. We go clear around to the head of the creek and come down the ridge where he went over. And I told Brad, I says, "You go down the ridge. I'll I'll go down below the ridge, and and we'll circle and come together." Okay. So I go down below the ridge, and I'm going along there. And I'm, you know, like my gun, like, and look, in a, like 50 yards away, and here's this buck, the buck's laying there underneath a tree. And you got to realize it snowed for two days, and there was like a foot and a half of snow, and so there was snow all over the trees. And there he is. I go, oh. And being a young kid, I pull offhand, because we didn't, we weren't smart enough to know that you need dead rest. I pulled up and I shot and of course it went above him and I hit a branch and all the snow off that tree went whoosh. And it was like for three seconds, I couldn't see anything. And when it cleared up, no deer. So I went around the tree and looked and I see his tracks as he's jumping, going down and he's going down on the creek bottom. And by then, Brad come up to me and I says, he's going down the creek bottom. And he went down the creek bottom, he got in the creek bottom and he stopped. And Brad sit down with his, with his 270 and shot, of course he missed. And the buck turned and started up the other side. And Brad shot him like, well, till he was out of bullets. And the buck got up two thirds away up the other side and stopped under a tree and was looking like this, like what the heck was going on? And this is one of those years, and I don't know if any of you have ever seen this, 
It was snowing, but the lightning was going off, and heard boom. And went boom, and holy crummy turned, and he ran up another hundred yards and stopped behind a tree and looked. Boom! He went over the top. <laughs> I told Brad, well, I don't know, Brad, you and I just missed it. So we went back down and got in the Suburban International, turned it around with the chains on, went out of game trick, took the chains off, put them back, and went home and about, I don't know, six o'clock we had turkey dinner with me and Brad and my younger brother Rod and my sister. Of course, my dad was gone, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> Young kids, okay, learning. Let me tell you this, learning how to hunt, learning how to sit up and get a dead rest, learning all that. And best, best of all, learning how to put a set of chains on a freaking truck, okay? <laughs> And that's the way I remember it.